Alright, hello, uh, hello viewers. Uh, this is Christian. I am the director and uh, co-creator of the Once and Future Nerd, and I'm talking with Zach Glass, who is my co-writer, co-producer, and uh, we are talking uh, for the, the first anniversary of uh, releasing episodes of the Once and Future Nerd. It's, uh, Zach, that is a, a year of putting out episodes. Um, I kind of can't wrap my head around that. Uh, what it it's crazy right it is literally unbelievable in in the sense that i do not believe it right like and i mean and that's we've been writing it even longer i think the first file that i have uh on my computer for this thing is like a draft of the first scene that we didn't use that's dated to like february of 2012 or something ridiculous like that i cannot even i can't even remember that like it seems like it's just been going and go like it seems like it's always been an idea we've been working on. I can't even remember the 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 initiation of this idea. <laughs> it's like the the before this was like part of my life I was just like a different person that I don't remember. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And like big stuff has been been happening. We had our 10,000th download a couple weeks ago. Um we're on we're on Stitcher um after a while, so uh we did our first musical number. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of big stuff happening. It's it's crazy how it can go from just just an idea with the two of us sitting in my living room and throwing out ideas to ten thousand people have listened to the things that we came up with. Do you remember the first um, map we drew? Oh man, we 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 need to scan that thing and show it. We do, or or burn it and not let anyone <laughs> ever see it. No, I think we need to put the map that we've been using to write recently. Put it side by side with the first map because that one, it's got like there's like buffalo sauce in the sea of the ancestors by accident, and like the white forest, which is supposed to be the most beautiful thing ever, like kind of looks like pubes. That. That, that that may be that may be giving it too much credit. I kind of <laughs> thought it was just like some scribbles. It kind of looked like you asked a two year old to draw anything, <laughs> as opposed to and, and, and some somehow that idea turned into this whole thing. Yeah, and then I don't know how we got John Flanagan to do such amazing work on you know drawing our characters and stuff. It is uh, so much better than anything we were ever able to draw. No, no one would want to see what would happen if you or I tried to draw these. No, things. we should do like a flip book one, to like try to flip book a scene. Although, having said that, I know how much actually goes into that, and that would take me like five months. Maybe let's hold on. Hey, guys, uh, viewers, if you want to see a flip book, go on Patreon and give us a whole bunch of money, and then I'll quit my day job and make you a flip book. That's that's the deal I'll make with with the viewers. Either that or a Twitter hashtag. If you can get like a, a nationally trending hashtag going, that would that would be worth. So you're you're willing to quit your job for just for a nationally trending Twitter hashtag? Oh, I wouldn't quit my job for it, but I'd I'd put in the time okay. to make a flip book if there was a nationally trending hashtag. All right. I, I am not either willing to quit my job for a head, but that would be really awesome. So you guys should also get on that but uh so for this anniversary special what we decided to do was um 
we decided to sit down with our current cast and we decided to ask them about their experiences uh, with the show. And the uh, first question that um, we asked was, what is your favorite thing that one of your characters has said or done um, on the show? And I want to give you uh, viewers a, a little bit of a heads up. There may be some uh, very minor spoilers here because we have recorded uh, through chapter eight. And as of making this special, we've only released through chapter six. So some people um, may allude to something that hasn't happened yet. But I think that's that's kind of cool that everybody's favorite thing is kind of like the latest thing we've done. You know, it's like the people seem to feel like we're we're moving forward um, with the show, which I take as a as a big compliment as a writer. But so we talked to Rhiannon Angel, who plays Nia. My favorite thing happened in the last recording session we did, which I know hasn't aired yet. Uh, but I always feel with each recording session that whatever happened in that session is my new favorite thing for Nia. Okay, so I think my favorite part that we've recorded so far and that's aired would be the part where Nia runs into the blind guy on the street. And in order to properly communicate with him, she has to change her dialect back to the dialect she had when she was a child and growing up. And you start to realize that Nia has a pretty rich backstory that is just sort of beginning to come out and that she has probably had some bad experiences um, and that you start to get more character development for her. And I, I think that that's pretty exciting. Uh, we talked to Dan Dabransky, who plays uh, General Traft, Ardell Redmore. He played Gunther Guernatal, bunch of, of the male voices. There are a lot of different moments that I love in this. And I can't say there's one specific one that I'm going to call out because it's really just the moments that I enjoy. Uh, for me, specifically with Ardell, being that he's so horrible, uh, you know, always in control, thinks he's so smart. I always love the moments where he's caught off guard. You know, he thinks he knows what's going on, then somebody catches him and he gets really upset. Uh, mainly the moments that he has with his sister, he's horrible to her and, you know, she has every right to be angry with him. Everybody in that whole entire world has a right to be angry with him. And it just makes him that much more of a fun character to play. Uh, I would say if there's any specific moments, and this is silly because they're, they're you know, they, the writers take advantage of the medium and how much they have to write. So they fit in little little jokes here and there. Uh, one of my particular favorite ones was when they're riding in the cart and somebody says something about copy and then somebody says, right. So is this little copyright joke? Uh, it made me giggle and I like giggling. Talk to Lily Drexler who plays Gwen and a bunch of the female voices. My favorite scene that one of my characters has done is definitely the scene where Gwen is at the wedding and she's trying to seduce multiple soldiers so that they'll get in a fight and her and Arlene can leave. And I just really enjoyed Gwen getting to have some fun and 
uh, put on a little show for these soldiers because most of her scenes are quite serious and heartbreaking. So it was nice to see her have a little fun. Talk to Anya Gibeon, who plays Regan and Arlene Redmore, a bunch of other female voices. My favorite line, well, I have a lot of favorites and most of them probably belong to Regan since she gets the best dialogue of any character, in my opinion. Um, let's see. Bite my cunt. Always a classic. One of my favorites. And any time that Regan had to say mer, or as she says it, meh, that was pretty great. Um, yeah, so thanks, Christian. Bite my cunt and mer. Ian Harkins, our stalwart narrator. Let's see. Uh, I... I love how the narrator, the wood sprite, slowly uh, is getting a handle on um, different vocabulary that the human world uses, like handbag. Uh, you know, he he makes sort of pot shots, but you know, he's trying. Um, I adore. Uh, I think that the fav my favorite line that I have had overall has been. <laughs> Uh, for the head priest. <laughs> Talk to Paul Notice, who plays Nelson and Smith the Smith and Antonin Mooncrest. Well, all right. My first reaction, because I thought I was just going to be our main character, uh, was Nelson when he kind of finally just had, I guess, uh, uh, I guess this this type of emotional uh, response when Billy pretty much just alluded to the fact that his life might be easier. Uh, back in uh, in Pennsylvania, and he, you know Nelson kind of just stands up for himself for the first time, and is like, "Well, yeah, sure. Why don't we just trade spots here? You know, I lost my parents. I, I'm also a black kid in the middle of like rural Pennsylvania. You know, who are you talking to? That type of thing. And I, I love that because it was this type of change that you know, just as an audience member, you, you want that to happen. Um, but if this is going to be one of my characters, then that would definitely be. Uh, be Antonin Mooncrest. I mean, uh, when he when he finally oh, this might be a spoiler. So anyone that's listening, spoiler alert. Uh, when he finally confronts Ardell uh, in court, I mean that is an awesome scene. You know, just that type of. I it, it, I, I think it kind of goes to my whole this 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 power the power that's in uh, that type of confrontation of um, the type of justice where it's like. You know, you are now atoning. Like, now I challenge you. Now here's where the warrior who will meet you head on, um, especially someone like Ardell. It's like, yeah, finally. Like, I just I just want this guy to get what's coming to him. And it's great to see, like, you know, Antony is, like, one of the minor, like, the, one, of the, one of the few characters that are just like, I'm going to help. I'm going to help her out. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so... Uh, that, I mean, that, it's an amazing scene. Talk to Julie Reed, who plays Jen. My, I would say my favorite scene that I've acted in was in chapter seven, um, Jen talking with Reagan and finally find out so much about her history and kind of what she's been um, dealing with and kind of bottling up for a long time. And it just, I feel like, explains um, so much about her character and gives you so much insight. And I really just loved... I thought that was so well written and and so easy to act because it was so um, honest and 
I think that it was really interesting that Reagan was the person who kind of was able to bring that out from Jen because you wouldn't, Reagan's not the most compassionate, um, you know, person that you just want to open up and tell everything to. So I just thought that dynamic was also really interesting. Um, and I just love doing that scene. And we talked to Greg Schultz, who is the newest member of our cast. And you guys out there in viewership land actually won't know Greg yet. He takes over the role of Yellowine in Chapter 7. He replaced uh, Hayes Dunlap, who played Yellowine from the beginning through Chapter 6, and then his career took him elsewhere, and we were very sad to see him go, but Greg is awesome as well, and we love him, and you guys are going to love him too, so you'll hear from him. I think my favorite thing that one of my characters has done, uh, it's a little weird, because uh, I'm kind of taking over the part of Yulouine, so I'm still trying to make that my own. But in the as of the recording, the last um, chapter that we did was I played a, a like frat bro in a bar, which was pretty entertaining uh, to kind of just completely bro out and try to channel all the frat guys I uh, despised in college. So that was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> Uh, and just doing like the side character like that was pretty cool. And so now, Zach, I've got to ask you the same thing as as a writer on this show. What is what is your favorite thing that that we've done? So, of course, as as you and I as writers, we have a little different perspective on the thing. So, of course, there's tons of things that I've enjoyed and I'm proud of. But the the type of things that make me smile the most are just some of the really silly reference jokes and so going going all the way back to the beginning i think one of my favorite ones of all of them is right in the the first episode when we make the the silly reference to legend of zelda ocarina of times and other such games when the there's always the guards with the simple pattern and it's a very simple task to just track the pattern of the guards and sneak behind them and then our kids try to do that and they're just like what the hell are you doing of course we've noticed that there's gaps in our pattern right so we have a tower we have a tower because like that's such an easy fix for such an obvious problem and in video game logic it's so obvious it's just it's so obvious that it's in every game and it's not even a thought it's just oh you follow the pattern of the guards and you follow them but yeah that's i i do like that joke that was that was a good one is and just all all the all the jokes that are sort of along that that tone are among my favorites yeah, those are those are always those are always fun. I think I um of the stuff that we've released, I really am happy with how the the song at the end of uh chapter 6. I really like the way that song came out. Um honestly, I think some of my favorite stuff is is still to come if I take the uh cop out writer answers. Oh, the best thing I've written is the next thing I'm writing but there's some there's some stuff in chapter seven that i'm just uh, editing now and there are some some comedy bits that i think work really really well uh, thanks to some excellent performances but underneath the comedy we're still getting at uh, some of the the heavier stuff that we try to deal with in the show and so i'm, I'm really proud of how those how those bits uh turned out there is some great stuff coming up it's true yeah 
this is uh, this would be a really lame ad if we didn't like actually believe what we were saying. We're kind of giving everybody the uh, the Brian Wilson treatment. Like, no, no, it's going to be really awesome soon. Well, it's been really awesome to this point. It's not that we're just saying the upcoming stuff is the awesome stuff. We've we've done some pretty awesome stuff, if I do say so myself. It's true. I, I am very proud of what we've put out. Absolutely. But the, the so next question I asked everybody was what was your candid reaction when I first approached you about the project? I actually auditioned for the show, so I was pretty excited that you contacted me at all. And when I saw the script, I was even more excited because usually with that kind of thing, it, <laughs> the writing is not usually very really good. And when you handed it over to me, I was just like, yeah, this is awesome. And I really hope I get it. It's funny because it reminded me a lot of a Saturday morning cartoon that I watched that was called uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I believe. Uh, it is a story where these kids, these high school kids, end up uh, taking this amusement park ride and they get sent to this different world. Some of them get power, some of them become knights. And of course, along the way, they make a lot of enemies, a lot of friends. And the fun, of course, is just watching them learn their powers and eventually getting home but you never know when you know they keep getting close but then they don't make it <laughs> uh and then the other big thing too is it's a fun project to be able to work on um something that seems so massive you know they it's an ongoing project so there's always so many more voices to do so many different levels of emotion and humor and drama it's it's really a nice mix of all these things. So it's a nice challenge for the actors involved. And I'm sure it's a nice, fun challenge for the people writing. When Christian approached me with the project, I was really excited. The scripts are amazing. They're incredibly entertaining and uh, well thought out. And I was really excited to be involved in something like this. When you first approached me about the project, you gave me the script as a teleplay. So my first reaction was, how is this going to work? How are people going to get what's going on? And then when you gave me the script that was written as a radio play with the addition of the narrator, my first reaction was, wait, so my character gets like three lines at the end? My cat, so... <laughs> it was one of two possible answers, like, Christian, that guy's still around? Like, and uh, then it quickly became, ooh, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, please. <laughs> I already saw the breakdown, and the breakdown really intrigued me because it was like, black nerd, and like, not stereotypical, just like a guy, he's a nerd, and not even a stereotypical nerd. It was just like all these things that, you know, that cue me into oh, this is a real character. As a black actor, you, you get a lot of just crappy roles. Just either you're a thug or even if you're like not like your stereotypical, quote unquote, stereotypical role, then it's like, oh, but you're not really, you can't really be like a full dimensional person or we're making a total going out of our way to be like, he's a doctor and you should speak this way. It, it's it's so much more complex. And it, you know, it was for everyone. It was, it was a very inclusive and informed uh, script. And it was inclusive and informed like people, including you, uh, that really like fed this type of 
amazing story because of that, because of that background, because of where it was coming from. So um, I don't know, I was already excited, man. <laughs> but sitting back and just talking about, about politics and, and just social justice and this type of inclusive community and, and atmosphere and society that we're, we're aiming for. And also the fact that, you know, a lot of these fantasy uh, narratives are very much uh, supporting a sort of racist ideal and a very much, you know, misogynist, racist and, uh, you know, heteronormative idea of, uh, of a world that honestly never existed and how people characterize the quote unquote other. Then, you know, look no further than the story of the orcs. It's like, oh, they're, they're inhuman and they do this and that. Um, so like the fact that, you know, you definitely got that, you definitely had that idea already, you know, and, and really kind of opened my eyes to like, like an even deeper understanding of that. I, I was just like blown away. I mean, that after that, I was like, yeah, I'm all in. My first gut reaction was, um, I, I've never been involved with or really watched a lot of fantasy stuff so I was kind of like oh shit like what what is this gonna be like like I don't even have a real an accurate idea of like what Lord of the Rings type stuff is like because I've never watched it so yeah my first reaction was probably like um is this gonna be some really strange shit <laughs> why'd you do it I did it because um when you sent me the um, writing of the script and I actually got to read it and the characters were just really relatable. And I think it's a really accurate depiction um, that... Mom! No. Um, I, I, when you... <laughs> when you sent me the, the script to, to read and um, kind of audition with and I was reading it and I think it's really accurate what you said that it's kind of a combination of the Lord of the Rings and the Breakfast Club so that kind of I really responded to and just really loved the writing and that was a really um, natural way for me to kind of enter into this fantasy world you guys we have one more question hold on when I was first approached about the project, I was actually uh, approached by a mutual friend of ours, um, uh, Bree, who was like, hey, you should hang out with, uh, I have a nerdy friend who lives in the city. And then we never did because I'm really bad at following up. And then uh, there ended up being the spot opening. Bree knew I had done some random acting in high school. So I thought, hey, why not? I'll try it out. I sent you my recording. I was like, oh, it's, it's a little thing. I don't know what this is. And then I was listening to them to get a grasp. I was like, oh, no. Oh, this is way out of my league. <laughs> These guys are way too professional. There's no way I'm going to show up. And then I got cast. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I have to be professional and like good about doing things. But uh, it's been a blast the whole time. And like everybody's really nice and really chill and really easy to get along with. And uh, I did have a minor freak out when I was sitting in the recording room and we're doing a big scene with most of the main party in it. And <laughs> there's just everybody speaking the parts. And I was like, it's Regan, but there's an actual person. And it's not just somebody in my head. And like, what's going on? I, uh, Brennan's, I don't know what's, okay, this is strange. So I had to like take one ear out, um, which was weird, but it, it was definitely, 
eye-opening to also see what people could do with podcasts. I didn't think that serials were really a thing anymore, but I think that this is a really cool way to bring that back. Um, and it's done exceedingly well. I'm always impressed with the writing and the production and just the quality overall. And so Zach, I've got to ask you the same thing. What was, what went through your head when I came to you with, with this thing? Well, when you first, first came to me with this idea, I think it was for a TV show. And I'm, I'm a little bit of a more, more practical minded person. And I was like, okay, that's, that's nice. But how are we going to make a TV show? And simple, to, find to someone be... to give us $10 million because we have no writing credits and someone will do that. To be honest, I don't think that I ever actually thought it was actually going to happen. And I certainly never managed it would happen the way it did with, you know, being able to recruit such an amazing cast and getting 10,000 downloads. I absolutely did. I didn't think that this was going to get out of our living room. You know, a few beers scribbling on a piece of paper, some silly barely a map i didn't think we'd get past that point i just remember um at the time i was i was just getting into i was getting really into twin peaks which is coming back to tv which is awesome oh yeah you were you were you were trying to explain twin peaks to me as someone who had never seen it it's not i i've seen it the whole thing twice and i still don't understand it so that's it's pretty hard to explain to someone who hasn't uh, come, but everyone should go watch it because it's amazing. Let me tell you, your your explanation did not make sense. <laughs> I was I was smiling and nodding, but I had no idea what you. Yeah, were no, saying. it doesn't it doesn't make you don't go you don't go to Twin Peaks for narrative coherence. That's not the point. But I, so I was into that, and you had just got me into uh, the two thousand three Battlestar Galactica, which is also an amazing show. Right. And yeah. I was also at the same time I was working on uh, a a cable show which I will not name but which was horrible, and so I kind of saw the like of like okay this is the range of goodness of television shows you have this piece of crap that I'm working on and then you have on one end of the spectrum and then you have bsg and and twin peaks on the other end and before that i had only written you know um features and 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 shorts and stuff and i started to say you know what i could like obviously i can't write as well as twin peaks or battlestar but i can write much better than this other thing so i i should try to write like an episodic thing and then i just i don't know this idea for these kids that are just completely out of place and want nothing to do with the adventure uh, came to me in the middle of a Skyrim binge, if I remember correctly. And I was like, okay, but for the jokes to work, I need to have like a well-developed can survive on its own fantasy world. And I don't have nearly enough knowledge or patience to do that. I bet Zach does. And I like, I remember I am you that night and being like, all right, we, we got to do this thing. Um, and then it just it's just kind of felt like a whirlwind in my head since then. I kind of have become obsessed with it since that moment. Yeah, and at that time, I guess I had just finished going through like a year and a half long binge on the Wheel of Time fantasy book series and then a subsequent Brendan Sanderson binge. 
book series who was the the author who finished up wheel of time after robert jordan died and mm-hmm. his his worlds are just incredibly immersive and i'm sure i had plenty of plenty of things to say about really immersive fantasy worlds at that point yeah no I, probably all crap but i had plenty of things to say no because i remember i'd be like oh but we should do this and then you would always have like 10 things all right but then if you do this you're committed to this this and that, it'd be like ah shit but i think we ended up coming up like i think our world is like really fertile you know it's pretty good <laughs> it's pretty good that's our general <laughs> that's that's pretty good that's our like i feel like we we have like unbridled enthusiasm and then when we like hear it come out of our mouths we're like yeah it's pretty good about that's about right that's about right um and then the last question that i asked everybody was what haven't we done that you would really like to see us do i'm really looking forward to and i know it's got to be coming up the part where the the traveling troop meets up with the red moors because i know that those two character paths are going to diverge at some point and it's going to be explosive and and great and i'm really excited for when that happens as far as things that i'd like to see that haven't been done yet i think it would be fun to start bringing in the element of these kids trying to get back home you know they've been in a whirlwind ever since they got there obviously but there hasn't been that much work on their part of trying to get back to earth you know back to the world that they knew and there's a lot of fun things that can happen during that because, you know, through this, people are getting certain powers. They're learning more about themselves. Why would they want to go back? Some people might not want to go back. And uh, on top of that, you could also bring in characters from Earth, other people that aren't part of this group or maybe even people they know. I guess that's kind of like tapping into the whole Wizard of Oz with the man behind the curtain thing. But it's just another element and maybe it's too cheesy. Or maybe it's pure genius. I don't know which one yet, but we'll see what happens in future episodes. Something that we haven't done yet that I would like to do on the show, I think it would be awesome to have like a battle scene between Regan and uh, Re. And because they're both like really domineering, strong ladies. And I think Christian would write some hilariously crass, witty banter between the two. And it would be really fun to play. So hopefully that is in the future of this plot. And uh, happy anniversary to the once and future nerd. There are a couple of things that we haven't done yet in the show that I know you have some ideas about coming up, so I don't want to spoil those, but I would definitely like to see more mystical creatures of different descriptions and different voices come into being. Um, I think it would be fun to play a mermaid or like a griffin or like something that talks but isn't quite human, so you have to figure out how that works vocally. I would also like to see Arlene kick some butt. Yeah. We've worked in uh, a lot of the, the sort of high fantasy series. I, um, I would love to try to get Redwall in. Uh, Redwall was a staple of mine uh, growing up and uh, loved everything that Brian Jaquees did. So um, 
Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, in fantasy land, if there could be some some talking animals and some fortresses garrisoned by uh, voles, that would be awesome. Maybe one one can hope that Mr. Fluffy Toes makes some sort of reincarnative appearance. But I I want to see some some more some more of that 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 Frank Underwood. I love Antonin Mooncrest, uh, like him manipulating, going back and forth, and him just like brooding and being like i am gonna get this guy i love that i love that that like the the people play if that makes any sense like you have word play you have the, the sword play but the people play the politics the the mini microcosm of of you know playing this person against that person that one and that i think that's brilliant i and i want to see more of that but you know if it's uh something that we haven't done yet yeah i'm definitely interested in seeing if nelson never is ever going to get a, a a love interest like a plausible one, not like, you know, unrequited love. And honestly, you know what? There is this myth of the friend zone. Like, I'm a good guy and, you know, I've been friends with her and, like, I don't understand why she's not into me because, like, I'm, like, an awesome catch. And, you know, she'll see the error of her ways and are like, screw her. She's not, like, looking at the good guy. Good guys, you know, finish last. And I want to like I would love for, for the one speech nerd to maybe even touch on that because it is a form of it's a microaggression it's a little bit of misogyny in, in thinking that we're entitled as men yeah definitely that and maybe uh, maybe um, some zombies I think I would like to see I'm I'm very curious myself to see kind of what happens with Jen and Billy's relationship as they. You know, if they stay here, I think things are really going to change because Jen's kind of coming into her own. And um, I, I'm i really excited for her to be more honest with Billy about who she is and, and stuff and see his response to that. And, um, you know, I want to see how that plays out. I, you know, I, of course, would like to still get more comfortable with Yulene, Weenie. Uh, but uh, I... I did really like I said in the first time I really like playing side characters or just playing around with the voice because now that's all that this is so I'd like the opportunity to play around a little bit more um to maybe do crazier voices or accents or whatever um and and I'm not 100% sure where I kind of was hoping Yuluin would go uh I think he's definitely a little bit lost right now, but uh, he wants to, he's got to figure out his way on his own, um, which I think will be really interesting to see how that plays out. Zach, what, what do you, what do you want to see us do in the future of the once and future nerd? Well, we haven't quite yet become rich and famous and I'd kind of like to do that. (laughs) All right. Yeah. We put that on the wish list. I think that's pretty high. On the wish list of any again, anyone with ten million dollars who they would like to give to two people with no writing credits whatsoever, you could do a lot worse than this show. So uh, give us a call or something. But anyway, more more seriously, we've started to do a little bit of, I'd say, backstory into individual characters, and I'm I'd really wish to get an opportunity to go into and we start a little bit in the backstory of the world but i really want to dig into some of the backstory of the world and we do not to 
spoil too much, but we do get into it to some extent. But I'm thinking like the way the way George R. R. Martin can tell you every detail about the war that happened 30 years before Game of Thrones. Like, right. I would have fun with an opportunity to dig into some of that history. Yeah, that would that would be cool. Um, I've definitely got some some ideas in my head for like I kind of want to have some like pre pre history of Jordan where we get an excuse to do right in more of a like sword and sorcery uh low fantasy form than like the epic high fantasy thing that they were doing I think that would be a lot of fun right and you and I have discussed sort of the framework of that stuff but it would be fun to really flesh it out and make it a, a thing yeah the problem with I mean and then you you can lose track of the doesn't George R. R. Martin have like a guy he hires to just keep excel sheets of all his characters and wars and backstories i think i read that somewhere it's gotta be true he he must because you can't like one human can't keep track of a world that big not just one human but someone who writes at the slovenly and lazy pace that he does there's no way that he has the energy or motivation to keep all that stuff in his head I don't know if it's lit. Maybe well, we could be a little more charitable. We could say he writes at the meticulous pace that that he does. Let's that's the most charitable. I don't know that, that that beard is not meticulous. <laughs> that's true. He doesn't. All right. Well, he wastes all his meticulousness on writing, and he has none to to share on like beard grooming. And he brags about being from Bayonne, New Jersey. <laughs> all right. All right. The case is looking worse and worse. <laughs> anyway um yeah i think the really stupid pipe dream that i have which again depends on us having all kinds of money and resources that we don't have but i would love to see us do now that we've got like the musical bug in us i would love to see us do like an april fool's episode that's just like a jukebox musical of completely like songs that make no sense in the context just completely anachronistic i think that would be really really fun but then you have to go buy all those songs yeah actually play them and i mean we can just do style parodies we don't have to do like the actual songs we could then you you still have to then like write and record all of those so we can put this as a subheading under the get rich and famous Uh, that's really the top of the wish list hire weird al to write us an entire episode (laughs) Right. Yeah. He's hey, he's done a couple episodes of Adventure Time. Yeah? Yeah, he has. It's pretty great actually. Nice. But uh yeah, so that's uh that's our that's our conversation for now. Uh do you wanna tell the viewers what they can do if they're enjoying the show and, and wanna help us? Well, if you're enjoying nudge, the show Nudge nudge wink wink. Nudge nudge wink wink. First of all, like we we love hearing all the feedback from you all so if you if you have if you're enjoying us just send us a tweet or something or leave us a message on facebook but relatedly follow us on twitter or on facebook you can (laughs) that feel yeah reviews that like that'll make my day getting getting an unsolicited review is such an amazing feeling it 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 really it would it's an awesome thing so if you if you happen to be enjoying feel free twitter at underscore TOAFN or Facebook slash TOAFN. Those will, those will find us. And if you happen to, to want to be 
generous with more than just some kind words, consider checking out Patreon, which is at Patreon slash Once in Future Nerd. Yeah, Patreon.com slash Once in Future Nerd. And you can contribute small amounts of money per episode. And we have some pretty cool uh, rewards on there. You can get full quality, you know, in order to, for, for the ease of download, the episodes we release on our feed are, are compressed, but you can download uh, the full audio. There's a dog barking. The, the dog, he can hear all the things that are in the in the uh, the high quality audio. That's why he's freaking out. There's just so much information. You can also get uh, advanced scripts, so you know what's going to happen in the show before the episode is released. You get full chapters without with you know credits and everything only once. So pretty cool stuff, and you get to. Uh, feel good about supporting a show you like on the internet and and prove to all the naysayers that we can have nice things on the internet and if that's too much work for you just tell a friend i mean spread spread the wealth spread the yeah really enjoyment of this thing put it on in the car or whatever just you know if you have friends who you think might like dick jokes about dragons just be like hey i've got this thing you should check out that's that's really the biggest favor you can do us is tell people about the show yeah and push push us towards that next ten thousand downloads that's what that's what we want if we can sustain this thing for another ten thousand that would be awesome yeah that would be that would be really cool we'll have to think up of something um cool we can do for that another thing you could do um if you wanted to uh write erotic fan fiction about the show that would i would consider that a pretty great compliment honestly i think i think that's when i'll feel like we've made it I don't know. I may I may leave that stuff to you. I'll, I'll I'll stick with the kind words on Twitter. You can go with the erotic fanfiction. I'm going with because I feel like if I can like if we make up a thing in our head, and then just like someone that we don't know and will never meet likes it enough to masturbate to it, like that's that's a compliment. I think that's a compliment. I I guess I can't argue with that. That that is probably factually accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Twitter uh patreon uh itunes stitcher reviews uh masturbate to it all of these um all of these are acceptable ways of uh supporting the show whatever you want right yeah tell your friends um you know listen you do you uh just uh we're we're happy for to always have your ears and uh thank you uh to everyone who's listened to us over uh the first year and thanks to our cast for all the amazing work they do and also for talking to us for the anniversary and uh thanks yeah for... thanks so much to everyone and, and thanks to you christian for for doing all the ridiculous amount of work that's keeping this engine running and uh yeah, zach Just... you do plenty of the work yourself this operation would completely fall apart if it was just me uh crawling up my own ass with writing uh this thing would never get made so and uh a big shout out also to Jess, our co-executive producer, who um, fill I would say fills in the gaps of uh, our um, people skills. I would say is probably a pretty good because we're kind of um, when we get in writing mode, we can be kind of uh, golem-like creatures and just you know go hide in a dark cave until an orc falls down and we can eat it. Uh, but Jess wrangles the humans up for us, uh, but not to eat, but like to to like work with. <laughs> All right, Zach, well, uh, happy anniversary to uh, the Once in Future nerd, and uh, here's to many more. Absolutely. Uh, how do we sign off? I think that's it. <laughs> I, think, I think we sign off with 
what happens now. Yeah. All right. Done. All right. I hit this button now, right? 